Hello and thanks for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 370 for patch 7.3.5. We talk about World of Warcraft and the rest of the Blizzard universe. This is Freckleface. And this is Root. Coming up, we're going to be talking about the disasters of Azeroth, when good add-ons go bad, and hey Freck, where's Zilladin? We've redesigned our Patreon rewards, making them more interesting for our supporters. And starting this week, our rare level supporters will get access to an unscripted show with Root and myself. So for more information, just head on over to patreon.com slash EIPS. So hey there, Freckleface. Hey there, Root. Tell me about your week in the Blizzard universe. Oh, let's see. The last time we had talked, I was in limbo waiting on a uh, new computer. Yeah, yeah. the other one just couldn't take it anymore. No, the other one would stop stop booting up. So we got a new one in the mail. It's all set up. Got WoW installed again. Was able to get my old uh, hard drive uh, installed, so didn't have to worry about changing my add-ons or anything like that. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, just very smooth. One thing I finally finished up in Warcraft was this long quest chain called Balance of Power. Is that one of the artifact ones? It is. It unlocks an artifact appearance. It starts you out, and I think doing different mythics, and it leads you uh, through the raids, uh, through Nighthold is the last one you have to do. It's a pretty interesting quest line. It's a lot easier now that you can pug it, because I have been pugging uh, Nighthold the past few weeks. It is so easy. You know, you get uh, three or four people who are basically just carrying the raid. And it's simple. Um, I actually finished up one part of the quest line that had me collect like 20 different items from boss drops. And I knew because I looked it up ahead of time that the next section of that quest would have me uh, get something from Gul'dan. So I actually just said BRB and went and turned in the quest, picked up the next one, came back. And nobody missed me. Oh. And I think I timed it just so because as soon as I poured it in, we had already started fighting. Now, I know you normally can't click the item to pour it in once you are. So I think when I clicked it, they weren't fighting. And they started when I was at the loading screen. Oh, okay. So it just put me in there. So you did the teleport out of dungeon thing and teleport back into dungeon? No, because it's not an instance. Right. So I just flew out. Oh. I just harked a dollar in and then... Flew uh, back into flew the to where entrance? I needed to go. Yeah, yeah. they flew back in, oh, ran okay. all the way back. And then it once you went through the the swirly thing, it took you to the fight. Yeah, there's one. There's a thing that you click on, and you can uh, teleport me to the spire. Oh, okay, right, okay, right, okay, right. okay. So you got into the raid and then teleported the spire, and yeah. during that moment is probably when they pulled. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I got you. But I still think it's funny that it's that easy that they didn't even bother to see if everyone is there or not before polling. Yeah, a lot of times in normal they don't. In normal pugs. They don't. They expect it to be um, one level above Raid Finder. Yeah. So Raid Finder, but you know what you're doing. Yeah, and it is interesting because I found it using the Group Finder, and it wasn't full, so I think it's just one of those things where they had the group just listed the whole time that they were in there, and people were coming in, dropping out. It might have been the same thing you are doing. You needed to complete a quest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That felt really satisfying to get that done just because... When I started it, it seemed like such a huge deal. Monumental task. Yeah. Yeah. And it ended up being not difficult, just I had to be persistent with it. And now I have a new appearance, which is pretty fun. I don't think I've seen it yet. I had it the, the other night we were playing. Oh. But. Usually you just I run don't around like naked, people. so I. Well, you know. Got the uh, famous polish, Mora's famous polish. (laughs) Like, why don't you have clothes on? I do. They're just invisible. You can't see them. I just polish them really well. Yeah. Apparently, you can't polish your skivvies, though. No. Only armor. They remain that dull gray. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you have a a fantastic fashion sense, horrible undergarment sense of fashion. Yeah. They're so dull and drab. Yeah, they are. That should be the next thing they do. Teamogable skivvies. Oh, uh, that'd be e- awesome. We're talking what they called before Smutcraft or whatever it was. <laughs> that would be that on the next level. That'd be great. Yeah, except then you'd be irritated when they went away. Because, I mean, those are really just a placeholder when you don't have anything on. Well, I know. But if you can actually, you know, dress those up a little bit. I suppose. 
I'm telling you, man, we're on to something yeah, here. I guess. Mankinis, orcs and mankinis. Are you <laughs> oh, kidding no, me? No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Don't want to see any orcs like that. Torns with Mm-mm. banana hammocks. Mm-mm. I am telling you. <laughs> this is the thing. It's no, gotta we're going to keep our banana hammocks over in hots. This is where they belong. Don't you bring any of that over to WoW. But enough about underwear. Tell me about your week. Um, let's see. Well, I transferred Dark Roast over to Whisperwind, which is, uh, Dark Roast is my alliance druid who you and I run our mage dungeon pet runs with. Uh, and I transferred on the server you were on because every so often we're having issues like you'd win something and you go, well, really, why don't you have this? And then we couldn't transfer it. So it just made sense to, in my mind, anyhow, go ahead and transfer over to that server. <laughs> It's also a better server. It's more populated. We uh, have happened to interact with people probably about four or five times who already had characters on that server. Yeah. You know, yeah, where that never definitely. happened with the other ones. So. No. Who? What? Why are you, yeah. What are you doing over there? I don't know. And it made you some glyphs. I was able to give this to you. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Uh, that was really cool. Also, um, I did happen to check out the auction house on Whisperwind. Uh-huh. Uh, prior to coming over there and found that, um, what are they, Azari grapes? There's some kind of grape. And they were like ridiculously high. Is that like a vendor food? No, it's something that's used for the um, the little dra- the little uh, falcosaurs. They like to eat that food. Oh, that's right. It's part of that quest line. Yeah. And they were like ridiculously expensive. Yeah. And, um, and they were like not expensive. I think you can get them from a vendor now that I think about it. But, but people probably don't know where to get them. Yeah, they so just I, I just that food. bought some off the auction house before I left the old server, and then I've since flipped them on the new oh, server. Oh, very nice. So You made a profit already. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty quick doing that. Um, Dark Roast, I think I mentioned this last week, he's over 100K. It's fantastic. I don't do anything with him. It's, it's, like, it's kind of neat. And then I have a really weird T-Mog on him right now with the weird human face in my oh yeah face. that one's freaky I know, I it scares it. me every time i see it you don't see it often because i'm always in kitty form yeah uh so and then uh, one of the glyphs you got me was the, the the cheetah glyph right so now i don't run like a weird donkey anymore <laughs> but i'm it's not mountable so i may have to unglyph well travel it. form isn't a mount it's different yeah but when i go into that uh-huh. I, I, when I hit my travel form, now I turn into the cheetah, not the deer. And the deer is my travel form, which is uh, a mount. Druids okay. are weird. Yeah, that so. is strange. When I did transfer, I had to take the name Dark Roasted mm-hmm. because Dark Roast was taken. I put in a ticket and I never heard anything back. So I'm going to need to file. I still have, it says like you have an open ticket in my UI. They probably have a lot of stuff going on with that patch. Yeah, the patch, the 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 pre-sale everything yeah yeah it's like look this guy's worried about his name meanwhile we charge this other guy's credit card 18 times for one (laughs) transaction i think that really happened to someone yes oh my goodness multiple people got charged multiple times when they tried to uh do the pre-order wow and i don't know if it was something like they were like pre-order pre-order like i want it or if it was more like just an actual issue with blizzard who knows maybe they tried to refresh the page and it yeah i kept hitting like submitted it again who knows Uh, i you know i got hit with this flu bug so I was actually down a week. It, Terrible. It is. It really, really is. It took me out for a week, and then I spent the last week trying to catch up um, IRL and in, in game. So I was like, feel, feel like I was like a week off. I didn't, even, I didn't even feel like playing WoW. I didn't feel like playing anything. It's just like, bleh. It was horrible. Yeah. Weird fevers and all that kind of stuff. And then last week we had the uh, Tavern Hero Qualifier. Oh, yeah. Out at Full Sail University yep. uh, here in Orlando, Florida. Uh, we had... I don't know, 27? It was a weird number of people in the um, in the actual qualifier. 24. 24? Well, yeah, because three people didn't show up, so oh, it ended okay. up being 24. And uh, we did we did not do Swiss. We did Conquest. We did a double elimination. Double elimination. And the odd thing about that, which I didn't realize, is that when there's less than 32, it doesn't assign people all at once. So you'd have eight people sitting around waiting for an opponent to be assigned to them instead yeah. of it assigning them to each other, which I thought was odd. You got to fill out the bracket. And I I, guess. I'm guessing it wouldn't be an issue if you had a full 32. There'd be a lot less waiting around. Yeah. So next time we do this, we're going to do Swiss with a double elimination playoff, right? Or a something single like that? Single elimination yeah. playoff. Okay. Uh, which should mean people play more often together 
and less downtime until you get towards the playoffs and there might be some downtime there. Yeah. Um, That's a little complicated. Yeah. And then what we're going to do for, for the next time, we had a, a technical issue out there with the Wi-Fi not working right. And so we ended up having to put people on hotspots and their own um, connectivity, which is one of the things. So Blizzard changed how that used to work. It used to be you had to be everybody be on the same Wi-Fi. And a lot of people complained about that because they couldn't. The, the Wi-Fi at the location was poor or they had some really crummy little Linksys router that couldn't handle more than 20 people, whatever the case might be. Uh, Blizzard eased up on that restriction and then just said, okay, you need to be in the same GOIP location. So because of that, we were still able to have our fireside gathering and our Tavern Hero qualifier. What you miss out on with that is one, you can't get one of the card backs unless you're on the same Wi-Fi and you're challenging somebody on that same Wi-Fi. Yeah, and that process is still wonky because there would be times that I would look on my friends list and the nearby friends thing would be, it would say zero. Sometimes it would be full of people. Sometimes it would be nothing. Yeah, it's we could have really odd. the best Wi-Fi, the best connectivity, the best everything, and it would still be kind of wonky. Yeah. I don't know if they'll ever really get that cleaned. But it was still a whole lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, a couple episodes ago, I, I mentioned how you could possibly do a quiz game using, and I, for, I had forgotten the name at the time. Kahoot. Kahoot. Yeah. K-A-H-O-O-T. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Kahoot.it. But just come. I think you don't use that URL unless you're joining a quiz. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. We had 15 questions. And uh, what we did is the person who won, and it keeps score, the person who won got, uh, I think we gave him. It was a stuffed hogger. Yeah, the stuffed hogger. Yeah, cool prize for just, yeah. I shared (laughs) that with the, uh, some fellow innkeepers. Yeah. Uh, They really liked the quiz. They liked it. They, They were like asking like question, whatever it was. Question number 12 is very subjective. Oh, yeah, because I put in one of them, uh, which class is OP. Yeah. And I did that because you have the option to mark all answers as correct. So you throws people, and they think, like, well, I'm going to be mad if I get this wrong. And then whatever <laughs> they pick, they get it right. Yeah, so. it was a fun one. Yeah. Yeah, that person was like, that question's rather subjective. I'm like, any answer works, dude. Yeah. Just relax. It's just a. It's a fun thing. It's disease. something to throw you off in the middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> but I had fun putting that together. Uh, people seem to like doing it, so. And yeah. have to make up some more questions for next time. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to the next one. Uh, we are waiting for confirmation on that date from Full Sail University. So as soon as we have that, we'll release that date to everybody else. And that's been our week in the Blizzard universe. As heroes of Azeroth, we have banded together to fight some incredible foes. Our Azeroth has seen a lot of evil. A lot of bad days, but through it all, we have managed to persevere. However, in the history of Azeroth, there have only been a handful of major catastrophic events, ones that have completely reshaped the planet. Now, way back in the day, there was one continent on Azeroth, and that was known as Kalimdor. And then we had the Great Sundering. Queen Azara had created a portal for Sargeras in the Well of Eternity. Malfurion Stormrage led his forces to destroy the Well. The destruction of the Well created an unstable vortex within the Well's turbulent depths. The unstable vortex within the Well's depths exploded and ignited a catastrophic chain of events that would sunder the world forever. The massive explosion rocked the temple to its foundations and sent massive quakes rippling through the tortured earth as the surging well of eternity buckled in upon itself. 80% of the landmass was destroyed, leaving behind the major continents and scattered islands that are known today. So when you look at an event like the Sundering, the Great Sundering, it ripped the planet apart. Uh, Continents broke up. We have what we have today. Things sunk into the ocean forever. It allows for a lot of uh, retconning because you've said, well, we sunk 80% of the landmass, which means you have 80% of the landmass to recover at some point in time. So continents could come back up. We could go underwater someday and have a completely underwater, not just like uh, Vashir was, or, uh, but we could find some underwater grotto full of land mass and so we have ways to go to uh completely explore azeroth yeah it is interesting throughout the years how they've said this is azeroth and then 
you know, a couple years later, oh, here's this continent that has always been there. We just didn't know about we it. We just didn't know about it. We or forgot. We're, we're just now going yeah. to it. It was on the back of a turtle. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> so after the Great Sundering, this is many, many, many thousands of years ago. The next major catastrophe that Azra saw was the shattering. This is uh, the day Deathwing came to town, which is a fantastic quest line. Love that quest line. And I punched him in the face. Yeah, it's the best. Deathwing blasted his way out from Deep Home, where he was imprisoned, and he blasted his way out into the world. We had earthquakes, volcanic eruptions, we had floods, and it really reshaped the face of Azeroth. And it upset all the elementals. They are just all angry after that. Yeah, it kind of brought them closer to the surface. Yeah. And it really upset the harmony. Thousand Needles and a huge chunk of Tanaris ended up underwater. And it made a lot of people sad. Yeah, it made me sad. I can remember going with our guild and taking uh, selfies and pictures there before the Great Flood. We knew it was coming. Right. They said it's coming, and Thousand Needles, as we know it, is going away. Aberdeen, Feathermoon Stronghold, all those had to be relocated in the game. And there were fires and avalanches and eruptions that just changed places where you, you no longer recognize them. Stormwind was on fire for two years. <laughs> Took them two years to rebuild that mess. I think it was a little the, longer, honestly. That park was yeah. messed up. There's still parts of uh, Westfall that are just floating. Yeah. It's that right. tornado that's been there. Forever. And now, Freck, you have finally witnessed what I call the stabbing. Stabby, stab, stab, stab. So at the end of the raid in 7.3.5, there's a cutscene, and we get to see that they're pulling Sargeras off of Azeroth. So Illidan and the Titans are trying to imprison him. They're pulling him away. They're saying, you know, your reign of terror is over. And as a last act, he summons this giant fire sword and stabs it into the planet, into Azeroth. He thrusts it. Thrusts it into Silithus, actually. And it is massive sword. Now, in the cinematic, the sword sticks out into space. In game, while it doesn't go into space, it takes several minutes of flight time to go from the base to the top of it. It's huge. You can actually see it. Uh, it's in Silithus, and you can see it on the horizon from Thunder Bluff. That's scary. It's not difficult to figure out where you're going. Well, it's a good thing he stuck it in some desert that no one wants to go to anyways. Well, now you have to. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to, though. I hate that place. Too many bugs. There's a lot of bugs. Now, where he thrust his sword upon the land, there's stuff coming out of the ground. It's a wound in the world, which I think that's the quest line name, actually. And uh, the goblins are mining it. And when you watch some of the cinematics, and you've seen one of them already in the Horde side of it, where Gallywick shows up at the party, uh, there's a flip side to that at, uh, on the Alliance side where some spies show up and say, hey, something's going on. And this is going to be what the battle for Azeroth becomes. So I thought it was very interesting with the whole planet being how it is. And I think Cadgar, he kind of sums it up. He's no longer the dadgar with dad jokes that he was. So take a listen to this. It seems our victory in Argus was a hollow one. With his final blow... Sargeras has done much more than bury his blade in the heart of our world. I had hoped that after the war against the Legion, the people of Azeroth would build a new future together. But now, the unity we forged has been shattered as the life essence of Azeroth bleeds out. The leaders of the Alliance and Horde scramble to claim it as a resource. Blades are drawn, and the tides of war are rising once again. But I will not take up arms against heroes on either side. Not after all we've been through. Instead, I will go to Karazhan and confer with my old mentor, Medivh. Perhaps somewhere in his ancient texts, lies the knowledge needed to heal this world. I had best be going. Until next we meet. Farewell, champion. 
So just a point here. Uh, who did Kagar say he was going to go confer with? Medivh. So I guess, you know, the movie doesn't play well back no, in. No, no. <laughs> into our world anymore. No. But he also didn't get old in the movie. No, he didn't. But this is going to confuse people who forget the fact that what we saw was a Warcraft movie, not the World of Warcraft movie. That's true. So. Yeah. You know, we as champions of Azeroth, we've really become accustomed to our world, our surroundings, where everything is, what it looks like. And when major catastrophes happen, it does affect us on a very fundamentally deep level. This is our world. This is the place we fight for. And what we just heard is what this next expansion is going to springboard off of. Hey, folks, did you know we had our own Discord? Well, we do. And it is absolutely open to you guys. We're usually monitoring the channel, so don't be afraid to stop by and say hi. And to make it easy, we got a bit.ly for you. That's bit.ly slash hearthcast. So bit.ly forward slash hearthcast. That's going to take you right over to our Discord server. So stop by and say hi. Hey, so, Frank, I got a question for you. What's that? Where is Illidan? Uh, let's see. The end of, end of the raid of Andrus, he ran off. Well, he didn't run off, but he, he went to off. face Argaris. Right. Yeah. Right. He left. He left. He didn't come with us. No. And then your character ends up back on the Vindicar. And then when you leave the raid, you're back on the Vindicar, and Illidan is there. Why? On the Vindicar? On the Vindicar. It's still giving you quests to go do world invasions, even though, or not world invasions, but invasion points. Okay. Even though we just, like, Argus is gone. It's been sucked back in the universe wherever it belongs. Right. And he's gone off to fight and face Sargeras. We just did that in the raid. And now here he is on the Vindicar, and we're still doing quests. Invasion point quests and stuff on Argus. I mean, that's a little strange. He should not be there. He left. I watched him leave. He shouldn't be sitting. Oh, then he showed back up again. Yeah. Yeah. He should not be there. Yeah. At all. No, we, should, we shouldn't be doing anything on Argus anymore. That's like when there's two Anduins and Stormwind. Two? Yeah. How about five or however many? <laughs> no, I'm serious. There, there's a way if you go into Stormwind and you have a, a boosted character... Anduin's there. There's two of them. Because one of them is there in his pre-cata version wanting to give you a quest, standing next to the throne. And then there's another version of him on the throne. That's so Standing confusing. right behind himself. <laughs> is he having a conversation with himself? Because no. that would be awkward. No, he's standing behind himself. Yeah. Yeah. It would be better if he was beside himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Illidan there? He should not be there. That's a good question. You want the world to make sense. You want your actions to have some consequences. Yeah, up until this point, I could understand why we're doing the, the world quest on Argus. Yeah. I get it. I understand it. It's done. I had a hard time with, like, I still, it was okay to do invasion points back in the Broken Isles because I still got it because they were still going down there, so we still had to sometimes go down there. Plus, it was pretty, right. easy, pretty easy to get resources down there, too. But now I have a hard time understanding why we're doing anything on Argus. Why Illidan is in the Vindicar. Why we have to go there to get daily quests. and it, That makes no sense. It should be gone. It wasn't there before in the game. And yeah. And then it showed up and then yeah. we could go there. Now it's gone. So the, what that means is that little, that little teleporter in Dalaran is now like super massively powered, taking us across dimensions or wherever that planet is <laughs> from. Yeah. Um, and mail works. That's amazing. So I have a couple theories about how time works on Azeroth. It don't. <laughs> well, one of them is that it stays still for a long time, at least for us, our perception of time, it stays still for a long time and then rushes forward in one jump. Okay. So it's been pretty consistent with every time we uh, defeat an end boss, the result of that isn't, isn't made known until after the next expansion. Uh, remember the loading screen during Wrath of the Lich King used to show the Lich King on his throne on looking his throne. very powerful? Yeah. And then after after the next expansion came out, then he just sitting there but empty-handed and despondent looking to show he had been defeated. 
I really didn't pay attention to that, but I will now. Yeah. So the game reflected the defeat of the Lich King after the next expansion. So when you complete a raid, what is happening there is not happening now. It will have happened in the future. I have a hard time following that. Could you? (laughs) All right. The sequence of events is went to Suramar, went to the the Broken Shore. We went to Argus. Then we went to the raid Antarus and finally defeated Legion and Antarus. The expansion is still current. So since not everybody has defeated the Legion, the Legion isn't defeated yet in the game. You only see a few things that indicate the Legion has been defeated, but everything's still there. So the timeline for, or or time passes differently in raids than it does in the world? Yes. I understand gameplay-wise, kind of, why that needs to happen. Right. Because my original thought was, why not just replace Illidan with a placeholder, a visage of Illidan? Okay, so that's a different question. And to that, I would say, when you are going to Argus at this point, you are going back in time. If you've completed the raid. Yeah, if you've completed the raid. If you haven't completed the raid, then it all makes... Then it's current time. It's current time for you. Because Ilden never abandoned Argus. So for a new player to come in and they're getting all these quests... Well, they should see him then. And Illidan is not there. No, no, no. New players should still see him. Right. What I'm saying is after you've completed the quest, you should see a visage... Or not the quest, the the, the raid. Okay. You should then see a visage of... You think it should be phased? Yeah. Okay. I it, kind of understand that, because, but there's a lot of things that should be phased or could be phased that they don't because it just makes it complicated. Right. And that's the thing. You open up a slippery slope when you do this. But I think lore-wise, it still kind of makes sense because... Story-wise, once you've defeated the last boss in Antares, you have no reason to keep doing Legion invasions. Right. They're, they're done with. We've they're defeated done. them. Yeah. So if you're going back to a time when there was still Legion invasions, you're also going back to a time before Illidan left. So it makes sense for him to st- still be there. Yeah, so we had an issue when we uh, did our, our LFR the other night with our group. So one of the guys was telling one of our other other guys on our raid that he needed to get his followers up to 950. And the guy's response was, why? We just defeated the Legion. I don't need to do anything with my followers. There was something to do with some unlock, unlocking some part of a quest or something in a quest line. There is part of the quest line that you have to get your followers up to 950. But it turned out not to be necessary for that for, part, right? Yeah, for yeah. what he We're was trying to get about- done, yeah. I mean, you went through, uh, so did I, we went through a thing where you take the three parts of that, the uh, gems around to Toronto, Malfurion, and then you take it to the lake that you like yeah. to go visit. The Will of and Eternity. talks to you. Yeah. Yes, the Will of Eternity. Sit on the bench. It just looks like a lake. Yeah. He's making everything right. He's tying up loose ends and he yeah. is, he's peacing out. Absolutely. And now he's, I guess, like you said, we're going back in time. Right. It's a phase time entity thing. This happens with a, with the, the persistent story in a dynamic world. It's that whole thing mm-hmm. where you have to tell a story and people are, are consuming that content of that story at a different pace. And how do you make it right for everybody? I, I understand what you're saying. I don't think the specific instance of Ilden being there is something that is incorrect because I still think him being there fits with the story that they're telling in that place in that time. Where it gets wonky is when you're someplace like Dalaran, where some people are showing up there as, you know, fresh 100s, and some people are there having already defeated the last raid. And Dalaran looks like a different place with Khadgar being a different spot, you know, the council people. You know, a lot of stuff happens in that city throughout uh, the expansion that there's no one phase that makes sense for everybody at the same time. Same thing with all the cities. If you think about the game as existing in four dimensions, with the fourth one being a certain time, it makes a little bit more sense, too. It does, and that helps explain, like, do you remember when you had to give uh, turn quests into Khadgar? But you couldn't turn quests into Khadgar wherever Khadgar was. Right. You had to turn quests into Khadgar where you were supposed to turn that quest into Khadgar. Yeah. And there's other instances of that in the game where you were supposed to interact with somebody at a specific time and place. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's when they'll interact with you for that particular quest line, but not anywhere else. Yeah. So if you go back to, let's say, um, near the Blood Elf starting zone, 
um, the forest near there. Those quests are all, they all take place during Burning Crusade time. Right. That place has not moved forward in time at all. Most of the other zones were stuck at classic time for a long time, and then they moved forward to Cataclysm time. Now you can go back there. They're still in Cataclysm time. Same thing when you go visit Outland or Northrend. Those places exist in that time. They mm. have not changed. You're absolutely right. Then you have places like Stormwind, which has changed. And it gets very confusing because what time is it there? The guards are 110, so clearly it's taking place, you know, now time. But then someone starts a new character. Then yeah. they go to Stormwind. It's like, well, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, we've, we, you know what's going to be interesting? We need to do it again. Uh, it seems like we do it every expansion where we try to make sense of the current leveling process story. Yeah. And it just mind boggles. It really is. Because you go forward in time, then back in time, then back in time, and forward in time, and then another dimension back in time, and then back in another dimension. And it's just like, well, I don't know what's going on. I honestly, I think when they started the game, I don't think they planned it out to be such a story intensive game and for something to. Uh, be active for the amount of years it has been. No, it didn't. I mean, hindsight being 2020, I think anybody who was designing an MMO today would make uh, replaceable quest lines. Right. So the quest line that you're going through can be updated at all times. And so that, you know, if we go now, what they, they already sped up the leveling in um, Outlands and in Northrend, where I, like, I think you can completely skip Outlands now. You don't have to go there anymore. Well, with the with the flexible, yeah, you can. Yeah. When you get to that level, you can go either Outland or Northrend. You can pick which one. Right, and I don't know why anybody would go to Outlands. They want to go pet some hellbores. I don't know. That'd be it. The only reason get sausages. Oh, do the quest where you beat the orcs. You can do that in other places. That's I mean, you start off beating orcs in or in Orgrimmar. <laughs> oh, that's true. So, <laughs> but only if you're an orc. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So. You know what? They should just get rid of that. They should just get rid of Outland and de- devote those resources to something else. I don't know. So, all right. I will concede your point that we are time warping all around the place, and that's why Illidan is there. Uh, because it also makes sense because if why would he be giving me the quest that he's been giving me or, unless it was yeah. like, like for historical purposes or something. So. Yeah, and also throw in there, your your perception that you go back to the Vindicar when you're done with the raid, I think that's because you were already there before you jumped into the raid. Because that did not happen to me. I had I wasn't there, but I went back to the Vindicar for something else. Right. So still there. Yeah, and the Vindicar is a whole nother story about weirdness that Blizzard did. Because depending on where the Vindicar is, uh-huh. on which uh, which piece of land mass is floating above, depends on what can happen inside that Vindicar. There are certain quests that don't appear unless you're in, over a certain part of in, of uh, of lands. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kind of weird. Yeah, it's kind of weirdly phased in and of itself. It happened to me a couple of times, like, it's just confusing. I guess I'll move and go to the Vindicar over here. Oh, look, I have a quest now. You uh, you pre-ordered then, yeah? Yeah, I did. You've already gotten, uh, I saw the mount last night. Yeah. The horde side of it. Mount, you know, did so. you see my toddle? No. Yes. Now share the toddle with me. I pulled him out, and then I was going to point at it, and then we someone pulled. So then oh. I forgot. Oops. I think my pre-order will be coming up this weekend. Pretty sure it will. Okay. Um. I was going to do it day of, and then I saw the horror stories, so I backed off of that. You did yours in a unique way, your pre-order. So could you explain how you pre-ordered Battle for Azeroth? Oh, well, they sell a Battle Donut credit on Amazon. They had a $50 denomination and a $20 denomination, so I bought one of each. And the reason why I did that is because I have some credit from using the No Rush shipping, so I got an automatic $3 discount. Whoopty. Um, but also I do have an Amazon credit card, so I get more percentage cash back from Amazon purchases. So when I want to buy something from Blizzard, I just buy the Battle Donut credit first. Oh, okay. And then add it to my account. So do you have like the extra floating around in your I account? I have 10 cents yeah. in my account that will never be used. I'm telling you, my theory is holding true on that. Oh, yeah. Don't get me started on that. It is such, <laughs> it's such a... Basic function to allow credit to be applied to the balance. It is. Before you take payment. It is, but Poindexter over there, who's sitting up there in the accounting department, says, if we can't round this off to make exact purchases, then everybody will have, you know, 25 cents sitting in their account that they can't trust. Look, I I love Blizzard, 
as much as the next person. But them not having this very basic function either shows some level of evilness within their company or some level of incompetence. It's definitely evil. No, no, it's 100% 100 the evil side. Evil or incompetent. It's not incompetent. It's brilliance. It's evilly brilliant. Evil then. Because they are getting interest on all this money that's sitting around in their account because it's battle the net credit. It sits in their accounts. That battle the net credit in their account that everybody has, what are we up to? Like 10 million players? Let's just say 10 million players. All with, we'll say, a dollar. That's $10 million a month that just sits there collecting interest. Evil. It is. I've, I, have, I know of no other company that doesn't let you use a gift card for part of your balance. No, you can go into Starbucks and go, I don't know how much I left on this card. And it goes, Whoop. You scan it. They there like, were 17 okay. cents left on this card. Your new balance is $2.35. You go, great. Here, put $17. it on this card. <laughs> yeah. yeah, $17 latte. Thank you, Starbucks. <laughs> No, everybody else lets you do it. Yeah, I know. I just I don't understand it. It baffles me. It upsets me. Should we start I don't a want to dwell on it because I've already ranted on it let's, by the show. No. We're about to rant on it again. Let's let's start a thing. No, we're not going to do it. Let's start a thing. thing. No, no. Yeah. I'm going to make a uh, a website. Go make a Reddit post. Oh, yeah. Make a Reddit post. Okay. All right. So time warping is a thing. We'll leave it at that. Add-ons, we love them as much as everybody else does. They make our lives easier, they let us get things done faster, keep us alive, and they can make the UI a little more pleasant. But sometimes, sometimes they can make things just a little awkward for us. Yeah, I'll give you an example of that. I was in an LFR the other day, and a piece dropped that I was very happy that it dropped. Because it was a helmet, and it looked really cool. And I am kind of a completionist when it comes to transmog. Sure. Or at the very least, I don't put like a ton of effort into it, but I I like checking that off. If there's something I don't have and then I get it, I'm pretty happy. Sure. Well, someone's add-on decided to announce that what I got would have been an upgrade for someone else. How dare they? So I spent the next few minutes on edge wondering if I'm going to be asked, hey, Freckle, when are you going to give this guy your helmet? And then I, I was like rehearsing in my head what I would say. What must he say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Except I had been talking before, so uh, they wouldn't buy yeah, that. <laughs> like anybody pays attention to you. No, that's true. Actually, they do. You said something the other day because you were a raid leader and you made some comment. The guy's like, ignored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so that can, that can be awkward. You know, it's something just ratted you out. Uh, even though you weren't doing anything harmful or you weren't doing anything intentional, but you won that piece at your piece. Yeah, that's my piece. Yeah, so the other stuff, like, I don't know if you've seen some of these RP add-ons. Like, someone will go to, like, yeah. pull, uh, or, or, and it just, like, has this huge, long, like, you know, so stuff like, you know, some of the ones are easy, like, you know, so-and-so flexes his mighty muscles or something, but then the other ones are sure. go, they go on for, like, paragraphs. And you're like, no, 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 okay, on, on an RP server maybe, but... No, no, not not here, not here. It's not the, not the time and place for that. What about the uh, the greeting or gratting add-ons, the auto grats and auto greets? Oh yeah, no, we swore those off. Yeah, because we got busted. Yeah, <laughs> we had a guy in our nope. in our guild who had a name that had like all those funky letters, and he showed up, and we're like, oh hi, you know, Schwinghammer, whatever guy's name was, and and he's like, oh, I'm impressed that you actually can figure out how to type my name. <laughs> we're like, uh, yeah, about that. And then gratting, uh, you know, what's funny about that is somebody might get like a super easy, like the going down achievement or something or completing 20 daily quests, you know, something completely trivial on an alt. And then you're like, oh, grats. Or they caught one fish. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best. That gets awkward. Or for me, I had an issue where I had been, you know, rather clever and I had Hooked up my account to like an RSS feed and had something else that was tweeting that feed. I like made this whole thing that would auto tweet anytime I got an achievement, but it would also do it anytime I got uh, loot upgrades. It was a lot of stuff that is readily available in the armory. Uh, your your feed is there, your character feed is there in the armory, and I found a way to make it tweet that, which is all good and dandy until you're up at like you know three o'clock in the morning and you decide to play a little bit of WoW and. You get something, and all of a sudden, you're tweeting something out, and your buddy in Australia is like, mate, <laughs> you're ratting yourself yep, out. Yep. <laughs> you know, like, oh, hey, how you doing? 
Speaking of ratted out, some people's add-ons will rat me out if I have my uh, pet on growl. You know what's funny about that? So uh, you're a hunter, and so hunters get that a lot. You know, turn growl off, turn growl off. Warlocks have aggro on their pets as well, some of them. They're, they're demons. And I often have my aggro, my taunt on mine, and never get called out. Sometimes I do, but very, very uh, infrequent. Usually in dungeons. Maybe but, the warlock aggro isn't as strong. No, no, it still is. It's yeah. just the hunters get the blame. Like usually uh. when I see hunter turn growl off, I go, oh, let me turn my thing. <laughs> you know, I go and I turn it off. So I, it's, it's like a cue for me to check to see if I have taunts on or not. No, I pretty much deserve it anytime I get called out for it, though. It's just awkward. I don't know. Scream out in the middle of the rain, Fargo face. <laughs> I should just make a macro for that. Because, you know, like we did the Kill Jaden fight. I had a seven-step macro to how to do the fight. Because I was so mad that people just... Oh, yeah, like a chat message. You just yeah. paste in there. Yeah. just like, do this, and it would just pop. Right, right. And I should just do that for, like, Hunter to take girl. I should just do, like... So no, don't are, spam people. Well, there are those ones that do the thing that um, they, 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 they rat you out for, like, not having food, not having buffs, not having flasks. You know, stuff that... If yeah. You, if you're a major raider, then, yeah, I get it. But if you're an LFR... Is it really going to make that big of a difference for most people? Like, hey, Junior Cow Bear Butt doesn't have his well-fed buff. So I think what makes that awkward is, is that there's no other context to it. Because if you are going into a raid, like you mentioned, usually there are expectations set. Like, we expect you to have a rune. We expect you to have a food buff. We're going to, or someone's going to provide food. And usually those checks are a way of just making sure nobody missed something. But a lot of times in like LFRs, if someone doesn't have a food buff is because they don't have food. Because that can get expensive. And maybe they're new in that character or they don't have a lot of gold or what have you. And so someone just spamming that, you go, all right, well, what's the expectation? Are you going to kick me if I don't do that? Is it just a reminder? You know what? It's that blasting itself with no context or no other communication. Yeah. The thing makes it awkward. We have ones that announce when things happen, like interruptions or pulling or uh, casting heroism or bloodlust or whatever your mage does. Or who had their silence land. Yeah. Yeah. They're interrupted. To some degree, I like those because if you were working with somebody else and something needs to be interrupted... And I interrupt and it says Dark Roast just interrupted. That can save somebody else's interrupt for the next time. If you're not planning it. Because a lot of times if you're in a smaller group, obviously, you can plan that with your, with like I have first interrupt, you have second interrupt, uh, and we'll go back and forth. In an LFR or a pug setting where you don't have that level of communication, perhaps, it's nice to see that somebody interrupted it. It is, but if you are trying to interrupt things, there's usually a bar that you can watch. And you can tell when it stops. Like, whatever they're casting that you need to interrupt has its own cast bar. It does have its own cast head. bar. Now, and so if you see it go halfway up and then stop, it's like, okay, well, someone interrupted it. Yeah, I don't watch that at all. Now, what do you watch? DBM. DBM will say, uh, you know, interrupt, target, whatever it is. And then don't you look at the target? No. No? No. You just I, hit the button? Yeah. Oh. I, I target, and then I hit my interrupt button, and I go do the interrupt. In now, my experience, it seems to be that if it's not planned... That when something happens that needs to be interrupted, you have a few people casting the interrupt, but whoever hits it first is going to get the interrupt. Yes. So after the fact, well, what's the point of that? Just taking credit for it or just showing that you're participating? It, it, it depends because, you, like you said, there is a matter of time that's going to go by before you need to interrupt. And once DBM announces it, there's still, you might have three seconds. So I might be in the middle of a rotation and go, well, I'll interrupt that. I've got three seconds. This one, this, you know, spell is about to go off. Then I'll cast my interrupt. And then I see Freckleface interrupted. I go, don't have to do that. Okay. I can see that. So I, you know, I monitor chat more than I monitor the icons above bosses' heads. In fact, I really pay no attention to those at all. No? No. I pay attention to the health bar. But when they're casting stuff, I, I rely more on DBM to tell me that they're doing stuff rather than the, the cast bars of the boss. Their uh, cast bar shows up on their health bar for me. Well, does does for me too. Yeah. But I pay more attention to their health bar than anything else. I can absolutely see why it'd be very important 
in an actual raid team. It's just one of those things where it ends up being too much information in a pug. Yeah, and, and speaking of that, there are ones that are just too aggressive of, to what they're saying, where it's just people have it macroed in or whatever add-on they have has it macroed in where it tells you what they're doing at all times. Like so-and-so is casting Rebirth. Well, some of those are nice to know that someone's being res, but there are other ones where it tells you way too much information. Like, I'm casting this. I really don't care. Yeah, yeah. It's like that has nothing to do with anything. Just taking up space in the chat window, aren't you? Well, there are some, like, I find rather interesting that, uh, like, I'll set up a soul well for the, the Hellstones. And a lot, I don't know what add-on it is, but one of them, like, barks that out as soon as I do it. Somebody else is like, hey, Root is setting up, a, you know, Hellstones. Come get your Warlock cookies. And it's like, oh, thanks <laughs> for letting everybody know that this green shiny thing is in the middle of the floor <laughs> that they, they could easily see. Uh, to be fair, it gets very cluttered around the raid. It does. I usually try to put it in an open space. Okay. Yeah. Once <laughs> I was so mad at myself. We had uh, just come back after a boss wipe, and I dropped, like, as soon as I came in, I'm like, okay, I res in the, in the middle of wherever it was, and I went ahead and put uh, the, the soul well down there, and then I, I ran off because everybody was grouping up on the other side, and that's when I realized that the boss spawned right where my soul well was. <laughs> I'm like, and they're like, thanks. I was the only warlock in the group. They're like, thanks, yeah. Root. I'm like, ah, Yeah. Uh, give me 30 seconds. I'll put another one down. Sorry. Hey, that's better than me. We were uh, fighting some boss in LFR, and I had never been there before. It's like mid-boss fight, and I realized, you know, um, heroism was up. Like, nobody had the debuff anymore, and there was only me and a shaman who could do it, and shaman didn't seem like he was super interested in it. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll just pop it. As soon as I popped it, the boss decides to run to the other side. So that, you know, 20, 30 seconds that we spent all buffed up, we start running. Just chasing a boss down because he yeah. phased over. I was like, oh, well. Yeah, I saw someone call you out on that. They They're did. like, hey, thanks, Freckle. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. And you're like, sorry. I was the top plebe in that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen someone have a, a misconfigured auto barker. So an auto barker is something that will tell people what, what you've got up for sale in your auction house or that you're recruiting for a guild or whatever you're doing. And the ones that are misconfigured will say the same thing over and over and over and over and over. It just spams it because they've misconfigured the timing on it. And it gets rather, rather annoying. What are some awkward add-ons you think people could come out with? Uh, mismatch colors. Like if your team on, like if you just have whatever on and you haven't like transmonded it, someone will go like, you, you know, you're completely mismatched. You look like a clown. I don't know. Wait, what's, what's, what's the add on? Uh, I don't know. I'm making it up. That Mis it? Mismatch. It just calls out oh, a bad team mog. Oh, they have that. They have one that you can see like a random team mog on all your outfits. Yeah, but no one else is going to call you out for it. This was an add on that would call you out for it. Oh. So it's awkward for you. I guess. Well, how would it know? I don't know. It's a bad team on. I don't know. Okay, so here's what I was thinking. Your um your armory is tied to your achievements, right? And your achievements are not just your achievements, they're also your statistics. Sure. They track all kinds of things in those statistics. I think I know where you're going with this. They track the number of times you've died, how many things you've killed, how much gold you ever earned. So I wrote an add-on that tells me that statistic. It pulls the amount of gold someone has, has accumulated. Uh, in their armory. It doesn't tell me how much gold they have because they don't know how much gold you no. currently have. Or but, if someone gave them gold, it wouldn't show that. Right, but, but it has the amount of gold that has been earned, earned on that character. Yeah. And uh, I, I would I would tell people that. Like, oh, man, you've earned over a million gold. Like, what do you did, you did you put, like, a qualifier to it? Like, dude, you've only made, like, a thousand gold. What's your problem? No, it it um, it um re it replied. It showed me that information in my window only. It didn't do oh, it publicly, okay. but I could. Copy paste. Make it awkward. Yeah. You can also like awkwardly figure out if if someone had boosted their character or not. Really? How? I mean, it would it would be like an educated guess because since it knows the amount of kills that you've had. Uh, okay. If you're yeah. one one hundred and you have a very low amount of kills. It's or just most achievement points in general. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, you might not do achievements, so it could just be the amount of kills. Yeah. And, and gold and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, you can figure it out. Which is um. So our friends over at uh, the Iron Man Challenges, wowchallenges.com, they rely on that a lot because they can tell if your character has had help from other people because the armory tracks how many kills you have and how many killing blows you've had. Oh. So if you have a lot of kills but no killing blows, that means someone else has been doing your kills for you. That's not cool. It's just an interesting thing to track. 
And it's odd to think that that is public for people to look up and find if they need to. I think those statistics are cool that they have there, but you're right. You can make things super awkward with all those statistics. Yeah, you could. Like, oh, hi, Freckleface. I see you've died 1,332 <laughs> times. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Dude, how do you drown 17 times? <laughs> do you think you learned the first time? <laughs> or started giving them advice? You have died from falling 80 times. Here's a helpful I think, tip. I think that was, I was just thinking that that's one of the stats that's there is falls from yeah. death or deaths from falls. I think right? that's in there. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, slow falls a thing. Get a mage. Death from lava. State of the fire or something like that. Oh, no, just lava specifically. Lava specifically. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's good for the firelands. Yeah. <laughs> I also think uh, people who misconfigure their own auto replies or auto triggers that they've done that monitor chat and they'll do things when certain people say certain things. Like there was one guy, that, what, it was some part of a word. And he was going for like a grat. Like if someone said grats, he would say, oh, hey, grats. But. I would start messing with it by going, I would like to express my gratitude. It's like, oh, hey, grats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he was like, stop it. I'm like, get rid of your add-on. <laughs> stop triggering my add-on, man. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, if there are some awkward add-ons that you'd like to, you know, envision, share those with us. Hit us up on Twitter. Visit us in our Discord chat, bit.ly, bit.ly, forward slash hearthcast. Or even over on our uh, Facebook page. We'd love to hear what you come up with. Here's a random blizzard factoid to leave you with. Millhouse Manastorm is one of the world's tallest gnomes, being the size of a dwarf. Well, folks, that's going to do it for this episode of HearthCast. We hope we get the whole thing out this time. Uh, we do want to give a uh, special shout out to all of our friends and followers on Facebook and Twitter. Again, don't forget about our Discord. We'd love to, uh, to meet you in there. Big thanks to everybody who did come out for the uh, Florida Fireside Tavern Hero Qualifier. We had a lot of fun with that, and we look forward to the next one. And as I said before, as soon as we know when that will be, we will make that announcement public. So again, we want to thank our friends on Facebook, our followers on Twitter, all of our Discordians. And as we close the show, most of all, we want to thank you for listening. 